What's up, guys? Thanks for listening in again on The Shetler Show. This week, we sat down with Jason Chapman, owner of Charm City Skate Park, and his friend Andy Gardner. Uh, we discussed Interstate Video Magazine, skating the Brooklyn Banks with Chad Muska and filming some clips for Interstate, his introduction to skateboarding, creating Brandon Novak documentary that's actually been in the works for the past 10 years and will be coming out soon, so definitely keep an eye open for that. We talked about Jason's early sponsors, opening a skate shop, and then eventually a skate park. Uh, we also discussed the city of Baltimore, the Wire the TV show, uh, meeting David Simon multiple times, hosting contests and starting Maryland Am, and skate lessons. Uh, and Jason and Andy Gardner, they just happened to be podcasting from Bam Margera's house, who woke up from a nap halfway through here and uh, ended up coming on. And we got to talk to him about his family, um, his early sponsors, joining Element, uh, some of his views on social media, and music and performing music. Um, so this episode was really sick. You guys are going to love this one, so sit back and enjoy. Before we launch into the episode, I just want to quickly mention a few things we got going on. On Saturday, September 8th, at the Edge Indoor Skate Park, we'll be hosting the All I Need Fall Brawl Contest. It's going to be three different divisions, all jam format. They'll be 14 and under, 15 and over, and a ladies jam. Be sure to mark your calendars and come out. Edge contests are always a super good time. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel, All I Need Skate, and check out our newest giveaway video. We're giving away a Derek Fukuhara board, and all you got to do is like the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell us your favorite movie and why in the comments. Also, keep an eye out for the new All I Need Narragansett collab board called Crush It Like Quint coming out at the end of the week. Uh, it will be available in eight, sizes 8.25 and 8.5, and it's actually available now for skate shops through Eastern Skate Supply or direct at allineedskate at hotmail.com. Also, July 31st through August 3rd, Anthony Shetler and myself, Kevin Clem, will be hosting a skate clinic at the Edge Indoor Skate Park from 9 a.m. to noon every day. So if you got uh, anyone interested in learning how to skate or you yourself or you live in the area and want to learn, just sign up as soon as possible. Um, and last thing, we got six Shetler Show mugs left. Uh, it's available on allineedskate.com, so if you want one, get them before they're gone. All right, guys, enjoy. I'm happy you linked this up and is making making this one happen, man. Yeah, this is cool. Did you get my text about Bam? Yeah, I did. You were saying he's like, uh, he's got his kid. I saw him actually. He was just in Taunton recently. Yeah. Roll for Rob. You know about that? Yeah, I never get to go, but I want to every year. Yeah, it was pretty epic this year. They had the barrel jump outside, and then uh, they brought a launch ramp out, and it was pretty hectic. Uh, cool. You you want to spark that thing? It is. Nice. <laughs> All right, so let's let's start at the beginning. So we got Jason, and you said Andrew. Yeah, Andy. All right, Andy, what's up, man? So you guys, tell me about your venture together. Uh, actually, it's a good one. Nice. So I was doing Interstate, the video, the East Coast. Well, we tried to really make a East Coast video magazine happen, but you know, uh, that's like a super tough to get that many people together and you know make it profitable. And at the time. Uh, digital stuff was starting to happen and you know it's like a it's a tough one but it's whatever this is awesome so I had all the camera dudes up and down the east coast get me footy and uh Andy I was like I'm going to Tampa Ham I'll pick you up on the way down yeah I was living in North Carolina at the time just uh filming you know submitting footage to to different people and I think we met the year before at Tampa Ham yeah and uh started submitting some footage to Jay and uh you know working together on the interstate stuff so so I like go to pick him up in, in Greensboro and he's like runs out with all his bags and and a giant not a fucking laptop, he runs out with a CPU and is like, Go, 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 <laughs> crazy, she's crazy and he's like bailing on some girl and she's like chasing 
shade of tower with him, like, under his arm. Wait, so, like, you're just trying to escape from a chick? He was fucking... I'm picking him up to go to Tampa. <laughs> fucking, he's failing, dude. He's like, later, later, check him out. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, I'd say, like, one of my fiery, really, more fiery relationships that I'd had, and, uh, yeah, it was just kind of, kind of, so... That's one. That's one way to do it. That definitely will get the job done. Like, hey, I love you, but not that much. I gotta go. <laughs> so he went to Tampa with me, and then just kind of never left. He came back to Baltimore with me, and he stayed at Charm for a while. And we, you know, he lived at my house for a while and worked at Charm. We did the video magazine for as long as we could, and then you know, it just changed the whole you know digital media. Everything just changed and didn't work. So then we um and we. Just kind of put that on hold. He got other jobs and stuff and whatever. So yeah, that's. Okay, but Muska, always one of the, one of our like uh, most amazing moments doing interstate was was Muska. We were at a trip in New York with Rodney Jones, who wrote for Pal and everything. Did you say Rodney? Yeah. Yeah, such a legend. Yeah, Rodney. Yeah, there was like five or six of us. We were we were up in New York just skating, filming, just like. Just going around everywhere. I think um, we hit the uh, we hit the like the, the seaport, and you know, just doing the just doing the New York trip, and uh, we rolled up to the banks. Uh, and Rodney knows Chad, so it was uh, you know he made a little introduction, or whatever. And we're like, fine. Do you want to skate this rail? Well, okay. So so the best part is we're you know we're, we're rolling up to the well. We went to the banks, and there was the that little uh, you know that kind of DIY handrail that was there downstairs for a while. It was like a skate park rail. It wasn't the original yeah. rail. It was like a square like skate park rail, I remember. Yeah, it was perfect. It was yeah. So, so we come up on this dude, and, and a friend of ours, Justin, who was there, is like, who is this Axl Rose-looking motherfucker, and why is he trying to be the Muska? <laughs> <laughs> We're like, dude, it is Muska, don't <laughs> He's trying so hard, it actually is him. Yeah, he, he's, he's doing a good job, and he's pulling it off. What was he trying? Nose one? Tell me. No, no, whoa, whoa, hold on, we need to get to the tricks here. Oh, okay, okay. We were all locked to the top, and we're like, hey, you want to film some stuff? And he's like, sure, yeah. And Roddy's like, you know, this is Chad. And we're like, yeah, cool, awesome. He does front 50. Okay, I guess i got to tell you what he's wearing first. He's got his bandana on. Nice. He's got white swishies. Like, you know, up to the up mid-shin swishies. Yeah, hell yeah. He's, he's, he's fresh as shit. He's Moscow. Oh, white. They're white. They're white swishies. He's got, he's got a stash pocket on him for sure somewhere. Oh, yeah. no, he's fucking killing Full it. Full-on 2000 Moscow stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect Moscow stuff. Right at it. Right at it. Tony Hawk. Pro skater. That Moscow. That's him. He rolls out. Does front 50. Front 5-0. Back 50. Back 5-0. Front lip, back lip, front tail, front smith, back smith, nose crump, like a little overcrump too. Nice. A nice, like, overcrump one. Did, he did do a nose one, didn't he? I think he did a nose one. Yeah, he did a nose one. Front tail slide. Front tail slide, front tail fakie. All first try. Wow. Filmed the line. With it, oh, yeah. Real, like, lip slide, and then 50 50, uh, one of those, uh, police barricades. Like, everything, you know, everything was first try. Killing it. And then he goes, was it like back? Tail fakie or something? Yeah, something. Something, just a little harder, like back tail fakie. And he fell. And he's like, alright guys, I'm out. I don't want to get my pants dirty. <laughs> 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 
John. He didn't want to get his pants dirty at the banks. <laughs> He never, hey, the thing I like about the musket is, like, he always delivered. He's the musket, you know, like, fully, like. Yeah, he's, like, the pro that, like, would, didn't let anyone down. He's legendary, you know. Oh, he's amazing. He did, he did everything. First try, perfect. Bones, everything is bones, perfect. Like, like you're the straight-up Tony Hawk pro skater shit. He's amazing. Yeah, that's fucking epic, dude. I used to skate the banks all the time and when I rode for Fibro, and I was just this little fucking 15, 16-year-old kid and just, like, phone and pigeon shit all day, and the banks are so grimy, but, like, I just skate there for hours, sweat and pigeon shit, and just, like, go back to Steve's house, and he'd make me sit on the ground. He's like, don't sit on my fucking couch. <laughs> yeah, don't, you don't expect to go to the banks and not get dirty. Unless, yeah. Unless, yeah, must well, he, knows, he knows his limits. He, the other part of that footage is Rodney obviously killed it that day as well. He was like, oh yeah, he was on boards all day, just like killing it. And so we've got a you know a fish eye of him holding his hands up, and there's just crying, just crying. Yeah, he's like New York City, baby. Black as fuck. You know what's funny is Musket went out with white clothes on to New York, and just like nailed all those tricks and kept it clean and then he left before he got dirty that's very professional and like efficient <laughs> i've never been like that i'll get lucky i'll get a couple warm-ups and then i'm just gonna fall over the place you know yeah i am ready to get dirty i don't well let's let's start at the top jason i want to start with like how did you get your first board or how'd you get into skateboarding? Like, what turned you on to skateboarding? Oh, that first one. Um, yeah, well, uh, yeah, I guess Back to the Future, like everybody. Nice, Marty. Yeah, Back to the Future, Marty McFly. Dude, Steven Spielberg changed so many lives, he doesn't even know. Yeah, and his movies are sick, too, like E.T. and stuff, and like he's made yeah. some classics, you know? So, yeah, I got a skateboard, and... Um, yeah, I loved it. I never stopped ever. And then I got I got lucky enough. I started kind of late, actually. I was like 15, and there was kids who little kids up at the school near my house. And I'm like this old ass kid. And I'm like, hey, how do you guys ollie? And like, <laughs> little ass kids. I'm like, how do you ollie? But this was like a 1983 big ass Caballero, big fishtail, and it was huge. It was massive. I was one year one years old in '83. Yeah. Nice. Oh, uh, I was. So this is like this is probably eighty six when I started skating. Oh, word. Sick. Yeah. Because I used Hocus Focus as my Hocus Pocus as my um like my measurement of time. That H three video that was nineteen eighty eight was uh nineteen eighty seven was Shackle Me Down nineteen eighty eight was Hocus Focus Hocus Focus and that like you know that changed everything back then. Yeah, that's sick. That got real. That's sick to remember it through video. Like that's your deck. That's the decade. <laughs> yeah, cool. And I got we got lucky because um, uh, so I got hooked up by this shop called Sports Elite, and Bucky rode for him. And you know when they have Bucky in our town, he was the fucking man. And Bucky Lassick. Yeah. What town is this? Baltimore. Damn, that's sick. Bucky's so good at skateboarding too, right? Yeah. So he would get mad at me because he'd go to California. 
and he'd come back, and this is like, so a video would come out like every two or three years, like a good, a big good video would come out every two or three years, but he would go to California like all the time. <laughs> so he'd come back, and I'd just be like, what happened? Who's doing what? What's going on? What's, you know, what's up? What's, you know, what the fuck? What happened at Tony Hawk's house today? What's going, you know, like, yeah. just what tricks? Because things would change, like, he'd come back and be like, this is a pressure foot. This is what everybody's doing now. You gotta start doing these. So we'd have like the hints and we'd be like, know what was happening before it was, you know, like what it was really spreading to the East Coast. Bucky knew all the, he'd bring us all the, all the hot juicy shit that was about to happen. Yeah, he's a traveler. That's nice. It's good to have that connect. Yeah, no, he was the man. And he's cool as shit. And he's super talented in everything he does. So he was like, always hooking it up. Always taking care of us, letting us know what's going on and everything. But I, I'm sure I got on his fucking nerves because I was always like, <laughs> I just needed to know. He, he knew. I needed to know. Tell me what's going on. That's sick. I've been like that. Fucking obsessive about skate culture and fucking the stories and what's going on and all that stuff. Super yeah. obsessive. Yeah, he was amazing. And yeah. That's, that's kind of how, like, and oh, what Andy and I are doing now is we're working on the, the documentary that I'm making. I've been doing it for like 10 years, but it's really it's coming to a conclusion now with Andy's help I'm really pushing forward with it it's about Brandon Novak who was who was part he wrote for Sports League too he was part of our little circle of everybody who knew um, yeah I heard about this yeah so he wrote for Powell and then Mike B kicked him off because he caught him with drugs Novak was like fuck I don't even care about skating anyway I'm just a fucking straight love heroin dude that's my shit yeah gnarly and then Bam tried to rescue him a couple times and and well, a million times, and then finally, after like 20 years of being a heroin addict, Novak is clean for three years, and he's killing it. Wow. He's, yeah, he's saving people's lives and doing all this cool shit, and really crushing it. Yo, that's such a trip. It's sick to see someone rebound, though, you know? Oh, yeah, he's, and you know what? He's really lucky, because we've had countless people die around the shop, or, you know, everywhere, just opiates are in full swing everywhere but but he uh, got lucky because fentanyl really wasn't a thing when he was using like hardcore and he was into fentanyl you know if he got a whiff of fentanyl now I'm sure he would have been dead yeah that shit's gnarly I haven't heard much about it but I've heard it's gnarly it's it's, uh, it's a synthetic opioid that they're adding to heroin that makes it stronger and I guess the, the big thing is with it like if you if you take a normal dose then you're good, but if you get one of these with fentanyl, then like it's ten times stronger than you used to. And people, especially in Baltimore and all over, just just dying everywhere. And like I think what Jay was saying was that like it's only really been more predominant over the past couple of years. And uh, and you know if, if it was around during Novak's day, you know he most certainly would would not be with us anymore. So. Yeah, and, yeah. and people hear about they flock to that shit. So if they're like. They hear somebody's got it. And they're like, "Oh yeah, fuck, let's get it. They got the good shit." So yeah, but that way, don't kill them. They don't even care. They like, they just want to get that. Yeah, that's not sustainable. That's what sucks. Is like, it's not sustainable, and it's like, I don't even understand the logic because I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess it might inflate their profits in the short term, but they're killing their their fucking user. It's nuts. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to say it. Killing I mean, the user. I, I, it's a businessy way to look at. It. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But hey, hey, I gotta go back to the banks real quick. Yeah, please. That fucking rail, you know, the one at the end where everybody does the tricks over and all that stuff. Yeah, the big rail. Dude, Nick Dalpierre, who's your 
your homie will forever 100% be the shit in my mind for coming around that shit ass corner <laughs> for those shit ass cracks ollieing over that shit ass extra step that's at the top yeah the fucking extra step with that back nose one cause that was the sh- fucking no, oh for real, it's like coming the opposite way for a backside nose button and still locking it and getting down it somehow. It was a alley-oop backside <laughs> Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing that in, like, shit in my pants, too. Gnarly. Timmy, same thing, right after it, coming around the corner, cruising around the crag, over the foot. It's like an extra fucking curb you gotta go over. Yeah. <laughs> the, the kickflip crook was fucking... Like, his feet were, like, jumbling. I was looking at his feet riding up at the board and they're shaking vibrating off of it and then he did the kickflip crook on it it was fucking dude like yeah Timmy's a destroyer dude I couldn't believe he did it on the Hollywood 16 that was insane too like he kept going with it even gnarlier you know that dude is fucking amazing <laughs> hell yeah he, he's out in Cali right now shredding he's been uh, he's been posting tons of clips like crazy shit I've never seen him do before it's a trip really? yeah it's good to see Timmy like healthy and skating hard and like it's rad yeah he's awesome dude hell yeah um okay so let's move forward a little bit so did you jason forgive for forgive me for my ignorance but were you sponsored did you get like did you have a shop sponsor or anything like that oh yeah so sports league was the shop i wrote for oh that's right you said that yeah and then i wrote they kind of went under sort of then i wrote for reach for the beach another shop then i was getting stuff from uh, betsy at new school so right right when they stopped being Alva and it was like they turned into new school. Nice. So that they were sending me stuff. That's uh, sick. But I didn't think like we talked about some money at some point, but I didn't think that, that was enough to like live on. I mean I was only eighteen but I was like, I don't think that, that can you can survive on that. So I uh I just wanted to open my own shop anyway and support Baltimore and do something in Baltimore because I love my city. What uh, what age did you open your shop? So I worked at a pawn shop for like two years. Nice. I worked at a pawn shop for two years, and I saved all my packages. And New School would send me like four boards, and I would take them to my local shop and trade them for. <laughs> I would keep one New School board so I could wrap, you know, do my job. Yeah. And I would trade the other boards in for blanks. Nice. You would give me two blanks for every regular board. Oh, you doubled up. So. Dude, I had like six. I had like six, six blanks for every package. And I had, when I opened my store finally, I had like 20 new school boards and like 400 fucking blanks on the wall. What? I've been saving for like three years. So it took me till like I was 23 or 4 and I opened up a real small store and then there wasn't anywhere for us to skate. And then I moved up the street and got a shop that had a basement deep enough that we could put a triple spider ramp in. What? Sick idea. Yeah, it was really cool, actually. I really liked that. <laughs> we had so many people come through. Like, uh, uh, P-Stone was there a lot, actually. Hell yeah, P-Stone shreds, man. Yeah, because him and Rodney always had the, like, connects from Rodney living with Eddie McDonald for a while. And oh, sick. So whenever Rodney was in Baltimore, uh, or Preston was anywhere near it, he would come through, and it was cool. Had a good time with him, and and a lot of people came through. Um, and then, you know, just, we started to outgrow it, so then we moved up the street to the, to the big park that we still have now. Hell yeah, that's sick. And how long has the shop been open? 24 or 5 years, 25 years. And then you added the park on, or did you have the shopping park to begin? 
evolving and getting bigger and bigger. We oh, okay. We outgrew the little basement spot that we had, so we people just needed a place to go, so we finally got that big-ass park. I think we got that in, like, 1999 or, or like, 2000. I think it was 2000 exactly. We opened up with a Baker demo, and it was... Damn, sick. Fucking, yeah, it was sick. It was uh, Terry Kennedy, that was TK days, and, uh, who was, who was little... Oh, shit, and then you came right after it. Yeah, we went with Fibro, too. Yeah, we had a Fibro demo, that was good. Dude, hell yeah, that's sick. (laughs) Yeah, that's when Westgate kicked with the, uh, dumpster out back. Yeah, yeah, for sure he did. Yeah, that park's always fun, dude. It was sick because you guys had a vert ramp. That was, like, the sickest part, you know? Yeah, so... Yeah, it was a good time. We just kept growing, and then I opened the Mason Dixon one down. I think I'm about to do one in Virginia. I've been working on it with somebody for a while, and we'll see how that goes. Because D.C. really doesn't have anything, but you have to deal with the traffic pattern, and, like, getting people out of there is pretty fucking crazy. And, and, and I mean, you have 495 that circles it, but... Shit, I got this new girlfriend. Nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> definitely down to spend time out that area. <laughs> hey, two seeds at once. <laughs> okay. That's sick. She's gonna be in the Wonder Woman movie, the second one. This girl's cool as shit. Really? Like the actual movie they're making? Yeah, they're making it in DC right now. No it's shit. Wonder Woman 1984. Are you dating Wonder Woman? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> <laughs> I like this girl better than Gail <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> um, all right, hold on real quick. Let's go. I'm gonna go through some of our notes real quick. Okay. Okay. What do you got? Read something off. <laughs> We're making the intern work today. You got weird laws. Yeah, give us that Baltimore weird weird laws. Came across uh, this online. Uh, so the first one is that it's illegal to throw bales of hay from a second story window. Any truth? Uh, I have been known to throw a bale of hay to a second story window like a fucking G. <laughs> 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 I'm fuck <laughs> fuck yeah, your bales. Cool. It, it's cool. I think you get five bucks if you take a rat scout down to City Hall, too. <laughs> and, and definitely, no. Yeah, I fucking hate rats. And no, no, uh, oral or anal sex is both illegal in Baltimore, too. Well, it's not cool? <laughs> How do they police that one? That's not a good one. <laughs> it's cool, but... I'm just saying, I don't think... Yeah, that's what I said. Honestly, that's the first fucking thing I said when I heard that law. Yeah. How do, fucking, how do they enforce that shit? Like, I don't know. Why would you? That's terrible. All right, next one. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, it's illegal <laughs> to take a lion to the movies. What movie is made up? That just seems kind of like bullshit, though. I feel like that's just kind of... Did you hear that one? I, I've never heard it. I mean... I've never saw a line in the movies, so maybe someone <laughs> can stop. But no, I, I have no idea. Where does the intern get these? Keep Dude, going. There's some random <laughs> website. <laughs> One more. Uh, uh, it's a violation of city code to sell chicks or ducklings to a minor within one week of Easter. Hmm. <laughs> Nothing. There's some hardcore chick trafficking going on in Baltimore, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> you think? Second season, they got that whole crate full of chicks. Oh, gnarly. Russia, those chicks were hardcore. Oh, hey, you want to, I'll tell you a wire story. I got some great wire stories. All right, go ahead, nail <laughs> one. So, uh, so, so actually, okay, so, um, David Simon, he's the producer of The Wire. I, uh, they came to me and they were like, hey, we don't have any money, but we're gonna, we wanna 
set craft services up in your shop. Um, we were shooting a scene across the way. Is, is it cool if we do that? And I'm like, yeah, fucking cool, whatever. So they, they um, set all the, you know, we moved all the racks out of the way, and we set all their table for food up and everything, and the whole cast and crew of the wire were in there eating. This is before I really watched it. This is only the second season, so they weren't, you know, they weren't as big as they were at the time. Yeah. So uh, I'm like, I don't want anything, but the, the chick who was running it was like, yeah, go over there and eat a banana. Go eat a banana. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I'm like, I'm like, sure, I'll go over. So I go over and eat a banana, and I'm talking to some of the dudes and stuff. David Simon comes over to me and he's like, uh, "Do you know, do you know what this is for?" And I'm like, "Yeah, this is the catering for the for the wire." He's like, "It's for the cast and fucking crew of the wire. <laughs> what the fuck are you eating this shit for? You're not part of the cast and fucking crew, are you? Because if you were, I know you are." And I'm like, "Oh, easy, David Simon. I'm just here to to uh, support you guys and let you do this in my store, yeah, shop that I pretty much closed down for you to do this for no money. It's no big deal. It's cool. I'm here to support, but." Now I don't even want the fucking banana. <laughs> Peer pressuring me and eating this banana. I do not even want it. Here you go. God damn it. Ruined a banana for you. <laughs> yeah, I think the was fucking vicious as fuck, dude. Okay, cool. So, I'm like, yeah, I'm never going to watch this shit ever. Fuck that shit. I'm done. I'm going to go watch it. So, uh, of course I watch it. It's fucking amazing. And I, I start, I become friends. I visit the set a couple times. My friend Jimmy works on there. He's cool as fuck. And we would go to Send the Wire and watch it. And we become homies with a lot of the people that were on it. So I go to the rap party, and I, I don't know if you ever heard of Homicide Life on the Street. No. So before The Wire, there was a show called Homicide. It was an NBC, and it was supposed to be just as edgy and raw. And David Simon wrote a lot of it, and he's a pretty cool fucking dude. And he's a great writer, if not a okay dude, but <laughs> writer. But Fair I, enough. <laughs> yeah, I go to I go to the to the rap party for The Wire, and he's there, and I'm like. David Simon, what's up, bro? And he's, he's looking at me. He knows who I am. And, and he's looking at me, and he's, uh... I'm like, I just wanted to say, I've just finished watching all of Homicide, and you did a fucking great job on it. You, you really fucking banged it out. And he was like, what the fuck are you... What? This is... This is the rap party for The Wire! Maybe you've heard of it? The fucking Wire? <laughs> Know, the best show to ever come out of Baltimore, the best show on TV, and I'm like, you don't have to sell me on that, David Simon. I fucking know it's the best shit ever. It's amazing, but I'm just saying, not everybody here is gonna fucking toot your horn about what you, great job you did on Homicide, which was your beginnings in TV. You know, like you fucking killed it, man. You did a great job. I was really fucking stoked for you, dude. You, you really did a good one. He's like, yeah, whatever, whatever. whatever. So I see him. I Take see a him compliment. Again. God damn it. Take a compliment. Yeah, fuck right. <laughs> You're committed. Yeah, well, I just I just finished filming with John Waters. You know who John Waters is? No. He made a whole bunch of movies like uh, Serial Mom and... What's that one he made with John Knoxville? Yeah, he made Hairspray, which is super famous. I've heard of that one. That was a play. Yeah, he's this really, like, quirky, awesome dude from Baltimore who's really famous. He's done a bunch of shit. He's just the best dude ever. And we just came off an interview with him, and I was like, for for the Brandon Novak story. And, And I was like... I'm going to fucking do one with David Simon, dude. You have so much to offer. Let's fucking do this, David Simon. And I pull up my camera, and I'm like, David Simon, give me just a fucking blurb about Baltimore and drugs for my Novak documentary. And he's like, I don't know who the fuck Novak is. And I'm like, you don't need to. You know Baltimore, you know drugs. Just please, just give me something about that. And he's like, you want me to be in your documentary? Do you want me to call 
fucking HBO. You know, the people that made The Wire. <laughs> I know you made The Wire. I know you're amazing. Please, just give me one little fucking blurb about The Fucking Wire. Because you're amazing, The Wire. And, and he's like, call HBO. And I'm like, all right, fine, fine. So I see him again next, next year. Same fucking thing. And he sees me and he's like, Jason... Fuck you, dude. I'm not fucking doing it. <laughs> with HBO for serious. Like, we're going to do a real one. It's going to be, like, legit. And I'm like, oh, you know, fine, dude. So it's fine. And I haven't hooked up with him yet, but it's on my list of things to do. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, but, but he's he's nuts. He's amazing. But, like, the wire spot that you, like, see in a bunch of skate stuff, a bunch of skate clips and stuff. Yeah. Like, that, that spot's legit. And I used to be on set with those dudes there a bunch, and they're all, like, super cool, like, Everybody who was involved with that shit was real. It, it's good. It's fucking go watch the wire. Support David Sutherland, everybody. Nice, hell yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, let's talk about Brandon's now. Like, how did that come to be? Like, how long? You, how long did they film for it and all that? Uh, for Brandon's, yeah. So I, I started uh, literally like ten years ago. Uh, we were filming. Uh, I wrote this movie script sort of thing too but I had this guy who came in and he wanted to finance everything and one of the side projects was a Brandon Novak documentary and Brandon's Brandon's like this fucking rad kid who's I mean he wrote for Pow you know he turned it down then he wound up on Viva La Bam and uh, Brand, uh, Bam had always tried to take care of him so he invited him up to his house to get him clean and, and really pushed him into like stardom or household like a lot of people know who he is he was on the Jackass movies and stuff and he's been in a lot of shit they just had a TBS show a couple years ago that was pretty rad uh, Bam's Badass Game Show so they've, they've done all this amazing stuff and uh, half the time he well the majority of the time he was on heroin but gnarly like nobody like functioning yeah like some people do and, and everybody's trying to help him all the time but I've been doing it for a really long time and I was filming it for it's been like 10 years literally and I, I took uh, the first time, uh, so I was building it and formulating it and trying to figure, I, I want to do the story justice, so I did a lot of research on how to make a good documentary and, and um, how to make a perfect um, movie. And I worked with um, Joe Franz, do you know who that is? No. So Joe Franz, was, he was on Viva La Bam and stuff, and he's done a lot of things with them. Um, they wire dudes and like he's directed a couple I've watched his work then I've seen all that stuff and same with Brandon I know he's skating yeah so he did um Franz did like uh he helped with um the CKY documentary that was on MTV and he's um helped with like Ming Hangs and uh a couple of Bam's movies he's helped him with those and he used to film a lot of the stuff for Bam like he was a he was a pretty good filmer so I work I work with Franz and I've been really fortunate. Bam has been really good to me. He gave me the rights to a bunch of his stuff, and uh, Element gave me the rights to some stuff. And Bam, oh, thank you. Look, there's Nikki. There's Bam's wife. She's awesome. Hi. She's had a baby. <laughs> congrats, congrats. That's epic. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Okay. Yeah, is he? How's he doing? Is he still rapping? Is Bam still rapping? All right, so we're gonna go wake Bam up in a few minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yes, we've been working with him with, um, like, Bam gave me the rights to pretty much everything he ever made, and he's just been super, super cool, and, I, and it worked 
out really well because at the same time I, I built a lot of skate parks and ramps and stuff for people. So I uh, came up to Bams and I built him. I redid his park twice for him. Nice. And when, when I was up here, it took months because I'm really slow. I'm really slow, <laughs> <laughs> extremely slow. But I try to do like the fucking best job I possibly can. And I would come up and I would film a lot of everybody around here, and we would um, just just uh, I don't know, just broke out, and everybody got super comfortable with me, and we did a lot of filming for the documentary, and in in the middle of all that. I was looking for the end because Brandon was still like swearing to everybody he wasn't using but he was still using and I wanted the end to be you know I don't know if it was like him going to rehab and he came out clean or him he went to jail for a year and I thought yes he's going to fucking clean up while he's in jail and he's going to come out and he'll be super clean and everything will be amazing uh, so he got out of jail and he was on Vivitrol and that's a shot in your ass <laughs> and, and it keeps you from doing heroin for, for 30 days even if you do heroin it's going to have zero effect on you as an opiate blocker Marley. so I was like yes this is the future but, but in talking to him he was like no I just counted the 30 days down and then day 31 I would fucking run out and get as much heroin as I can and then, well it's insane yeah do it again until he had to take another shot and he would lie to people about getting shots so where we're at now is that Brandon's been sober for three fucking years. First year, I was like happy for him, but a little weary, you know, like didn't trust it, maybe. People gotta prove pr- people gotta prove themselves after they've like fucked up so many times in a row and yeah. fell apart and like ha- you know like you, straight thirty years of heroin. Yeah, like other people were pulling their weight that thirty years and was worrying about your ass. That's like tough, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So thirty years of doing it, burning every fucking bridge and robbing and raping and I mean fucking just tearing people's hearts out. Doing, I mean, every, he did everything, and he's a charismatic little fuck. So everybody like loves him, and he's like the best, one of the best dudes. He's a really fucking funny dude, great sense of humor, awesome dude, and he would just fucking destroy people by using heroin. So he um he's three years sober now. Amazing. Buying a fucking house. He just bought a house. He has this great job. He has an office. Like nobody can believe it. He's, he's he works for Banyan Treatment Centers and he puts his personal cell phone number out on TV. Like he mm. does all these news shows and shit. And he's like throws his own personal number out there. Wow. And if, if people need help, they call the number and he fucking goes. You know he'll fucking get them help, dude. He's he's amazing, dude. He's really killing it. Yeah, that's amazing. That's yeah, he, he's doing a really good job. And, that's the best ending I could have ever hoped for, ever, 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 for, for what we're doing. Yeah, damn. Um, okay, let's shift from there to, I want to talk some skateboarding. How did the first uh, Maryland Am come to be? So, we'd always had, like, some big contests and stuff, like, um, oh my god, who's, who's the dude who who's the dude who for Zoo? Yeah, Zared. Zared won the first big contest I ever had. So good. Zared's so good. He won the first one? Not, not a Maryland Dam. It was just a big contest. Uh, you know, I mean, technically it was Charger. kind of a Maryland Dam, but we... That was like the... That was the weekend I moved to Baltimore. We didn't really like... Yeah, that was a good fucking contest. That was a good time. So many good skaters. Yeah, Bobby Worst was there. He was killing it. How did you... What? Where, where did the spark come from? Just everyone shredding? You're like, we gotta do something. You know, I went to Tampa for 14 years in a row. I was like, dude, we could do that. We got a strip club up the street, too. Right? We, can do this shit. we can do this shit. We'll make it happen. I mean, we can't do 
Not by law. Not by law, apparently. I don't know what my intern was doing. Oh, he's knocking everything over. <laughs> Come on, Cam. Get it, get it together, bro. You gotta get that charger going. That light's uh-huh. out. We're running out of... <laughs> we'll figure it out on the show. We'll figure it out. <laughs> that's sick to hear because that's kind of how uh, our contest happened, too. I was just like, dude, we've been going there for years, and then it's like so many people, it's at some point, you're like, we just gotta do something, like make some event, and sick how many people end up killing it, you know? Oh, dude, yours is awesome, because it's like every different style is there. Yeah, it's everyone comes yeah. from all over the place. Dude, it's so... I mean, you'll have dudes that, like... Well, I mean, the, the one year we had Astro, and he was doing McTwist and shit. So good, right? On the vert ramp, or just, like... Well, in that vert corner, and then I can't remember the dudes. Oh, man, that one dude from... I don't know who he rides for. The one who had the Thrasher thing that was up there? Yeah. Like, that guy fucking rules, man. Yeah. His, his name is Kevin, too, right? Yeah. Are you talking about Kevin? Clem? Who are you talking about? Uh, is that him? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, dude, he, he kills. Everybody out there fucking kills. They all have the, like... I mean, it's like a awesome... Everybody has an individual style up there, and it's so fucking rad. Everybody gives a... Like, fuck, everybody's just killing it. It's just such a good time. Yeah, it's right, because it's so, like, where I'm at, it's like this, there's so many states right here, and it's just everyone meets up, and it's fucking crazy. Yeah. I love, I love living next to Boston and Providence, and then there's, like, smaller cities, like New Bedford, Fall River, Taunton, you can, like, scour, and just in Rhode Island alone, there's so many different, it's insane, Connecticut, and then, like, New York's not that far, so. Yeah, we always took time and did some street skating, like, a couple days before we got there, the last two times, it was... Just so much shit. Yeah, you guys, like, you came and destroyed. I just remember that. I feel like you guys just came through and wrecked when you did. It was intense. Everyone was killing it, and you guys won. Yeah, we were stoked to win the shot. It was, like, <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah, that's... I, I, I like, meeting uh, Tom and Asher, like, dude, Tom, Tom is a rad dude. He's Asher's dad. He's funny as fuck. Yeah. I love that dude. He's hilarious. I always have a good time with him. And Asher's, like, the best kid, man. He's... He's got a big future, dude. He's crushing it. Yeah, that dude was shreds. When he when he came to the event, it was it was sick though. It's like you could tell that dude was killing it for sure. And he's only like twelve. I yeah, because he looked little, but he didn't skate so little, you know. Like, <laughs> no, no, he just a badass nose bumps and stuff. Like he's he's killed it. And uh, last year we were lucky enough to have um, uh, fucking Subway skate with us, and Subway is rad. Even though he got arrested. <laughs> Nice. Eats and was lucky enough to get out of jail to come finish the contest with us. Damn, like, sick. He made he made crazy. it though. At least he made it. <laughs> how many how long how many years have you been doing your event? Uh, I think like six. But, Do you have a date for yours this year? Yeah, well, not an exact date, date but it'll be beginning of November, and it's going to be a different format. It's going to be individual runs. Okay. So it'll be sick. We're going to do that. It'll be like, you get two runs, and then you make it to the semifinals, two runs, and then to the final, and then we'll see from there, you know? Cool. Yeah, I'm excited. We're going to do a fall brawl in September, too, and that'll be like the 14 and under division, 15 and over division, and uh, ladies jam. And we'll, we'll, I'm going to bring my 16-foot round bar to the edge, and we're going to do like an outdoor, like down, it's slightly downhill, so a round bar, 16-foot round bar. Uh, contest to be sick. 
Oh, out front? Yeah, out front. Just charge it, you know. Oh my god, that's the perfect, yeah. perfect road for that. They just oh. repaved it, too, so it's all smooth, you know. Nice. Yeah. But that's in September. I do have dates for that. I should pl- post, the fl- post the flyer again. I haven't uh, in a little while, so I gotta repost it. Cool, yeah, I'm trying to work mine around that, so I can, we can do that same thing again. Like, if, if they win at mine, they can go to yours. Yeah, that'll be sick, man. Just keep me in the loop, for sure. It's been fun. I love. I want to come back to the the Rising Sun Park too. Is that where it is, Rising Sun? Yeah, Rising Sun. I nailed it, dude. I was happy. Happy yeah. I remember that. <laughs> so that it's so like everybody's like, why the fuck did you put a park here? <laughs> it's because when I was passing uh, from here, from right now I'm in Westchester, advanced. So every day when I would work here and then go back to Baltimore, I would pass that warehouse every day, and I stopped through there to. I don't know if you noticed, there's that, like, long wooden handrail yeah. next to the park. We stopped through there to look at that one day, and my landlord came up to me, and he was like, you know, like, kind of like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, like, <laughs> nobody should be here. What are you here for? And I was like, oh, is this building for rent? He was like, yeah, and he opened up the garage door, and the ground was fucking perfect. And the rent was ridiculous, so I was like, fuck, I don't want to do this. I don't want to have one more thing to do right now, but fuck, come, let's do it. Fucking put a bark here. Nice. <laughs> it, and it, it does okay in the summer, but it really does really good in the winter. And it, you know what? Like like Bam and Andy Roy were just there the other day. It was pretty fucking cool. But oh, actually, Andy Roy did a fifty on that, a fifty stall on the top of the, you know that the big wedge, like the big start bank right there. Yeah, yeah. Well, that sketchy ass rail that we have on top of that—that's pretty much just to keep people from falling over, not to ever skate. Yeah, just charging <laughs> it. Yeah, but you know, fucking Andy Roy's gonna do that, of course. So, so he did a big fifty up there, and that was cool. And then um, it's sick to hear he's shredding, cause like I'm always like, I always wonder about that guy if he's like got a balance or what, you know. So if usually if people are shredding, they can they're like maintaining at least, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he did that, but like. I don't know if you ever seen any of the footage from uh, Tom Asta there. Yeah, yeah, so good. Oh my god, when Tom Asta's there, he fucking just... God damn, he destroys that place. Yeah, that place is super fun. Uh, do you still have the bump to bar and everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sick. I haven't too, too much at all because I've been so busy, but I'm going to um, tighten the tighten the mini ramp up and finally finish it because this kid, Nick Barback, anything I post, Barb was like buddies with... Novak and Bam, and every time I post something about anything, he's always like, you'll see it if you look at my post, it says, what's good with the mini? What's good with the mini? Everything. Every fucking... I'll be like, here's me and my mom, and I'll be at my mom's fucking grave or something, I'll take a picture of it. (laughs) What's good with the mini, Jay? Yeah, your mom's dead, but what's good with the mini? I need that slash grind. (laughs) So he's cool, it's cool, but yeah, that's good. What's good with the mini? (laughs) <laughs> That's right. I love a mini ramp. We got a good one at the edge. We got a few good ones actually. Do you uh, do it? That one's different. I like that. I like the spine. It's like it's it's like the mellow up top dropping into the big is cool. I like that. Yeah, I like the mellow because it's like good to like learn how to pump on because you have to like really try because it's mellow as shit, you know. But you can get up it and get down and like I do like skateboard lessons there on the weekend and. uh teach people how to, like, pump the mini ramp on that thing. It's, like, perfect for that, you know? Yeah, you gotta push. You gotta push, uh, like, grind. You know? Do you guys do Do you guys do lessons at your park, or, like... We do. We do hella lessons. I got, like, a straight curriculum that I go by, too. Oh, that's sick. How, break it down a little bit. So, stance. Yep. 
the first thing I do is, so I can't, like, you can't really teach a kid, okay, so when a kid first comes to you and you're like, what do you want to learn today, buddy? And he's like, oh, I want to do kip a melons and pick <laughs> my phone list or whatever. Like, my job isn't going to be to teach you tricks per se, but I want you to be able to control your skateboard because a lot of people can't. So when I get kids, usually they can't, they, they can't even control their board at all. Yeah. So I go by stance, uh, making sure that they always go back to stance in between pushes and stuff, and uh, making sure that they push correctly because a lot of people don't. And then, um, yeah, I mean, from stance, it's so easy because then you can get them to go right into like tricks, you know? Yeah. If they understand what stance is and that their shoulders control, that your your eyes control your shoulders, and if you're looking the wrong way or have your head, you know, looking, you, you can't do a front blunt looking at your nuts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep. Yeah. You got to be able to understand that your eyes control where you're going to go, and then yeah, your, or your shoulders, and then from there, if you have your feet in the right stance, you should be pretty fucking good. You should be set and ready to go. Yeah. But we taught a, we taught a lot of kids for years and. Some of them got really good. Um, Jocelyn Golden, her son, nice. Jacob, he lives in California now. Now he works with Neil Mims. But that kid, like, does McTwist and shit now. And, like, Sick. That's pretty heavy. And a very flattering feeling that he got so good and stuff. He started with me. That's sick, man. Yeah, I love the lessons. I like it, because sometimes you have to just tell them, like, you have to do that a thousand times. It's like, you have to experience it. And, like, I like the mini ramp because it causes them to... F- be off balance, you know, and they have to learn how to fight it and balance it out and, like, learn how to lean and stuff. Sick. It helps me remember how to do it, too. Or, like, that's why I only do it on the weekends, usually. Just, like, if I got the energy or something, you know? Yeah, hell yeah. Sometimes I have been just dead as shit. Yeah. Alright, 3 o'clock is here, and I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. You gotta get yourself psyched up. I'll just take a good run on the bird ramp and it'll get me Get me pumped, get me ready to go again. Hell yeah. We've been, I've been, my nephew's been into skating lately. His name's Anthony, too. And uh, yeah. he's just been meeting up with me at the edge, like, every weekend. So I've been skating out front of the edge with him, like, teaching him how to bomb down and carve a hill, you know? And, like, it's pretty sick to, like, remember that shit, you know? No, it's awesome. Skateboarding's the shit, man. Yeah. Keep- I, love, I, love, I love 100% of everything that I'll ever have in my entire life to skateboarding. I believe you. And I love, like, uh, teachers back in the day and shit that were like, you can make a fucking movie on skateboarding? And I'm like, yeah, I guess I did. <laughs> in, a we- in a weird-ass way, you know, like, I've done everything for it, on every different level, like, down to teach lessons to, you know, make money from a sponsor or whatever, but all, all the way around, and, and, you know, in a shop, in a park, but I've always tried to give back 100 as much as I possibly can. And my ex-wife will tell ya, <laughs> first one will tell ya, he gave back a little too much. <laughs> the second one, she was down, she, she gave back a little too much, I guess. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny, right? <laughs> He's laughing in the background. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> Sorry. That's cool, it's funny shit. Life happens. Yeah, fuck it. That's sick. That's good to hear. That makes me super stoked because I don't hear that too often. <laughs> I hear I hear that, but I hear it like... I hear a lot of people, it's like hard business, you know? Like, it's like... 
people have struggles with skateboarding and owning a business and maintaining and keeping it for whatever. You seem sparked. I like it. I'm the. I, I don't ever think it's gonna diminish in me. And seeing you keeps me going. You know. <laughs> fuck. I fucking love skateboarding, dude. I, I talk to some people and I'm like, actually, two two things. Uh, so skate. I, I think skateboarding is like. I mean, I know we're in the Olympics now. <laughs> but but I've always been like skateboarding and one of the first things I tell kids when I do teach them lessons is I'm like this is an art straight up art this is your paintbrush and no matter what you do aside from pushing Mongo nothing at all you can do when this thing is wrong <laughs> and that's only because Mongo fucks up your stance you know so it like fucks up the actual control of the vehicle but nothing nothing you can do is fucking wrong and I love skateboarding for that it's given me uh, a, a you know a life, and it's giving me a, a fucking I don't know, man. I don't know who the fuck, dude. I would be some whack ass fucking. <laughs> I would be the kookiest fucking dude if I didn't fucking want skateboarding. I fucking love this shit. Nice. <laughs> I mean, like, I fly planes too. I was really into planes. What? Too. That's sick. And I wanted to uh, be a pilot. And that was like my main goal. But then I had glasses. And you had that perfect 2020 vision. Damn! So I, I, I couldn't do it, and it was before surgery and stuff. So that's why I was, like, so old when I started skating. So Nice. But, but yeah, I mean, it's cool. It, it's allowed. Skateboarding is fucking giving me the opportunity to afford something where I could actually fucking fly planes and stuff. Yeah. Skateboarding's the shit. But then I saw this dude. This is the other part of the thing. I saw this dude who was, when I had the shop... He was the same age as me. <laughs> like, I'm 44 right now, so... Nice. Uh, 36. Like, I'm 36. Yeah, and nice. I still feel fucking like I'm 15 or something. I don't know. I feel still the same. I can tell. It's awesome. I don't, I don't feel old at all. <laughs> but, uh, like, uh, I mean, you know, I do work out. I throw them fucking hay bales out. <laughs> so I got my muscles up. But, but this dude came in and he was like complaining about that life and shit and how it was over for him and he was like 31 and I'm like bro you need to get a fucking skateboard cause you need to something's gotta keep you young you're fucking retiring at 31 yeah like, like do something what the fuck <laughs> I mean just hanging out with young, younger mindsets all the time all day like skating and stuff yeah. it definitely keeps you fucking fresh man yeah nobody wants to be fucking old at 30 that sucks yeah that definitely sucks dude I know it's crazy to think but there's people that don't even have something like skateboarding imagine that that'd be tough yeah I don't even I don't even know what I'd do well, what the fuck would you do swim go swim more maybe <laughs> yeah I, I did drop the bike a lot that's good there's a lot of um, skateboarders like uh, people who don't get to skate as much as they used to back in the day they always like go to um in, in Baltimore, these dudes are always, like, riding mount, uh, mountain bikes and, like, um, 10-speed type road bikes and shit. Oh, that's sick. Keep the legs in shape? Yeah, I do it from ollie legs, for sure. Yeah. So How's the ollies, though? They're not, they're, not crop, they're, like, crop dusting, or you got Chris Poppy ones right now? Or? Oh, shit, I got flops, but I got flops. <laughs> got flops. I, I can skate mid-ramp really well still. Oh, like, sick. Like, um... Like my son's been skating. My son Simon, he started working at the parks. He's been skating a lot. How old's he? Uh, he just turned eighteen. Nice. Wow, that's crazy. And he's pretty good on transition and stuff. Um, does he? Like, does he push Mongo? Don't lie. 
<laughs> Imagine that. A dirty secret. <laughs> I, don't, I would never... Actually, I've never, ever, ever in his entire life, like, spanked him or you know, hit him or anything. Yeah. Ever. But, if I caught him fucking pushing my gun, I wouldn't make an exception. Dude, heavy penalty right there. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, Randy Colvin, dude. How the fuck did he do that shit? Miracle? God, I don't know. Attitude, I don't know. <laughs> that, do, do, I mean, you remember that Ollie like, did that world video of that giant, the one in Arizona? Yeah, giant, insane. I can still remember seeing him, like, pushing Mongo fucking hardcore at that bitch. Dude, crazy. And he's the only one I've ever known that, that did it. I'm doing Chris Cole skating at FDR. You're right. Amazing skaters I've ever seen. I'm like, who, well, who, who's this sick-ass dude fucking pushing Mongo? Like, yeah. He had like a he had like the buzz cut and like a bright yellow shirt and push mongo. Yeah, I remember. Sure, I'm like this dude rips, but I can't I can't not make fun of him. Yeah, <laughs> but, you, you can't know. make fun of Chris Cole. Yeah, he's, he's too talented. Like, just, I could make fun of him. I do. I definitely do make fun of Chris Cole. But nothing mean. Just like you know, just jokes. You know, like I could say he looks like a quarterback. He he could say I look like Nicolas Cage. It'd be fair. <laughs> I wouldn't even be mad. It's funny. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So in Louisiana, nice. There's this uh, Nicholas Cage. Fucking Wonder Woman sent me this. <laughs> this girl's fucking the shit. I'm just gonna. Everybody around me is so tired of me talking about her. She's so red. Let it out, dude. It's good. Yeah. So she she sent me a picture of Nicholas Cage's tomb because this motherfucker bought a tomb already. Really. It's a white pyramid in fucking Louisiana. Nicholas Cage when he dies. That's where he's going. Jesus, that's amazing. You might have just gave that out to the world, though. We're going to have to go visit it now and check it out. <laughs> uh, uh, also. Does he? Well, his mother bought him a Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, his mother. Yeah, Novak's mother. That's how bad off, that's how bad off he was. Yeah, that's gnarly. That's what happened. It's like, I'm getting old. i got to buy myself a cemetery plot. My son's probably gonna die before me, so I'm just gonna buy two, one for me, one for him. That's crazy, right? Yeah, super brutal, man. Like I, I it's crazy because I, I understand. Like I grew up with my my mom; she had a substance abuse problem pretty much till she died, and uh, yeah, it's tough, dude. You like deal with that? It's so insane. I couldn't imagine how it was even tougher for her. You know, like as I get older, I'm like Jesus Christ. Like I don't know. It, it's one of the things, and you know, uh, it, it's one of the reasons why. Why now, especially, is why we're we're really wrapping up this documentary because uh, not only is Novak having a lot of success, he's going around, he's, he's doing a lot of speaking tours and that kind of thing, talking about his addiction and his struggles and helping other people. But because of this crisis with the opioids and drugs and everything is so serious right now, this is really the time to finish it so we can show the world his story yeah. and, and get it out there and like make make people aware of. Uh, of how bad it, it can get, but then also, just like Novak, no matter, even if you're at the bottom, you can dig your way out and, and find success and happiness. Yeah, definitely. It's hard, man. It's hard. Like, like from a broken family or whatever, or like, just having trauma, or like, there's things that can like, impress, like, make an impression on you so young it dictates your patterns, like, unprotected, like, uh, unproductive patterns, you know, like, I felt like I had to battle a lot of that because I learned a lot just from being a little kid absorbing everything and seeing, like, the weird violence and, like, and I kind of, like, just learned, like, 
bad thought patterns and shit, you know? Like, I've, like, fought that as I got... I try, as I get older, I try to figure it out. Like, I think knowing what you mean and saying what you mean is, like, important, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's hard. Accountability, because you have to be accountable. You gotta, like... You have to say what you mean and know what you're saying, or try to, at least, you know? Like, and that's, like, being in control and then moving forward and trying to, like, build off of that every day, you know? Try to get one day under your belt where you're like, this makes sense, you know? Like, this makes sense. Yeah, it's hard, one dude. Yes, one of the biggest things that I've learned uh, along those lines in dealing with with people and stuff like that, uh, as far as like ab- abuse or alcohol abuse or drugs or whatever, is that you one hundred, especially with fucking Novak, Jesus Christ, you one hundred percent can't control people at yeah. all. Period. Yeah. So if like dudes and they won't appreciate it, like if you got somebody to do something, they really wouldn't appreciate it anyway. So. There was no, like, forcing that dude to... Like, I mean, I thought about rehab as one of the options, you know, like, just saving his life and fucking putting him in a rehab. But it wouldn't have been a time and it wouldn't have worked because he didn't want it. But when he when he finally did hit his own... I mean, I was we were just talking to Bam about No X Rock Bottom, and it's like, what... You know, he's hit rock bottom a thousand fuck. He's beat his head up against the fucking bottom rock, dude, like, yeah. a million times. But when he finally had it for himself when Bam finally turned his back and didn't unintentionally enable him or when I even was like kind of like I don't really want to I was trying to distance myself from him too because he was just so bad at, at one point and, and I mean we all cared about him but it's like anything if I would have given him any money I know what he would have done with it if, and it, it, we all knew what he was up to so and uh, he on a, on a Mother's Day he shit the fucking like literally shit the bed at Pat's house uh-huh, and she was on Mother's Day and she's like you can't stay here you have to go it's like I can tell you're just completely fucked up you know and, and he loves his mom like so much uh, that it was just done you know it was just done so like not not being able to control people period and like not trying to is for me it's like uh, very freeing and I don't feel exhausted because I'm trying to you know, I, I didn't think I was trying to care about everybody all the time, but really it was just trying. Oh, dude, just cut out. Stay with us, folks. Stay with us. Back, dude. We lost each other for a second. And we're back. <laughs> and we're live. <laughs> What's going on? What happened in that break? <laughs> uh, actually, we went out and played play with uh, Phoenix, Bam's baby. Trying nice. to get him up. Nice. Sick. Were we... Baby's pretty cool. Yeah, how old? Uh, like months. That's it. Wow. Yeah. Right, six months. First child? Uh, for Bam, yeah. Nice. How many kids do you have? Three. Nice. Good for you. Wow. Yeah. Boys, I'm girls? Uh, I got one boy, two girls. Nice. <laughs> so Simon, Emma, and Willa. Oh, sick. Sick name. Oh, oh here you go. Actually, well, Simon, I like freaky names. So Simon is Simon Hayes, and... Emma is Emma Page. Oh, see. As much as I could get away with, with that, that wife. But, uh, second wife, let me do, uh, Willow's name is Willow Magic. Willow yeah. Magic? Who's Willow Magic? Yeah, Willow Magic. That's my, my baby girl. Oh, nice. Awesome. That's yeah, sick. Cool. But I always wanted to name a girl Chutney. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm still it's on Chutney. It's Chutney. <laughs> 15 years. Yeah, so, so if anybody out there hears this, like, God damn it, Chapman's on to something. <laughs> that's 
That's the shit. You know? <laughs> Chutney, dude. Chutney, Chutney, Chutney. You gotta really want to produce if you're coming with that name, for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, Chutney Chapman sounds pretty good. Yeah, that does. That actually has a good ring to it. That's right. How would you spell it? Uh, C-H-U-T-N-E-Y. Chutney. I, I mean, I don't know how you spell the, like, the... The, the dish, like the little dish. I think it's like pineapples or something. You can go all crazy and do like K-H. Yeah. I've never yeah, had cool. chutney. I don't think I've ever had chutney before. Yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to eat this either. I don't want to spoil it. It's probably going to be foul as fuck. Alright, cool. Yes, I don't even know where we were when we... When we we were talking. I thought we were talking about uh, Novak. Oh yeah, yeah, of course we were talking about Novak. We were just kind of re- kind of explaining. Okay. I want to say one. So like one of the interesting things I know you were talking about uh, uh, upbringing and everything. I always found it really interesting. Most of my friends growing up, including me, uh, and most of the skateboarders that I know, it's it seems like I don't know if skateboarding draws people who have. Like not only, not necessarily come from broken homes, but just come from yeah, yeah. Because we yeah, because we don't upbringing. we don't choose football or we don't choose like yeah. I feel I feel like uh, I don't know. Uh, We're outsiders. That's what it is. Yeah, it's exactly. fine. Well, for me, for me, it was like something I, that once I once I got a skateboard, like my friend gave it to me. I didn't like need a coach. I could skate on the sidewalk. Like it was something you could have to yourself that you could just like put energy. I would go out and just throw my board around like and have bad days and just deal with my issues and then like some days I'd be yeah, yeah. killing it you know like this is like a way to express or whatever yourself it really does have a kind of a calming uh, calming effect where yeah uh, you know it, just like you're saying you go I go out alone you know if I'm having a particularly bad day just out by myself as a kid just like getting, getting pissed off or maybe maybe I land a trick and it's like makes my day completely better you know like it really is uh, me personally I like I, I feel the same exact way but like progression is awesome for me so it's like the puzzle of like putting stuff together like I mean I like mini ramps a lot because you can I mean you, you go back and forth you're kind of like stuck so there's two different ways to skate like you can skate like spot seeking yeah. stuff like Ricky Ola stuff you know like he's always out just cruising and killing and doing whatever you know like he's the spot seeker and he kills it or then there's like <clears throat> you build a spot and then you just work the spot you know trying to I like the progression of just one mini ramp in particular of like just going back and forth and like you've got the next walls coming up so it's the same you've been there fucking before you better do something new. You know? Yeah, I like the pressure. <laughs> yeah, like just 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 working on something new, uh, progression. Uh, I just really like the progressive nature of skateboarding, and I, that kind of works into my life too. You know, so I try to progress in life too. Yeah, yeah. And you know, like when you're like when you're banging your kick out, and you're like, "Yo, chicky poo, we did this shit already once before. <laughs> Let's take it up a notch." <laughs> hot sauce. Time for hot sauce. Time for hot sauce. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like once illegal in Baltimore. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we gotta start. And I, I'm not talking about the hay bale shit either, baby. We gotta raise. This. The <laughs> I I like skating because it gives you balance. Like it ha- helps me find balance. It's amazing to see little kids want to kind of challenge themselves because skateboarding is not easy. You know, it's like it's hard, and you can get hurt if you don't pay attention and focus and apply yourself. Like it's just a piece of wooden wheels, but like 
the human adds something to it, you know? It's cool to see people express themselves differently. It's sick that skateboarding's so open nowadays, too. Like, it wasn't always like that. It was, like, no, no, no. it was way crazier, you know? No, no, I, like, pressure flip days. Holy <laughs> shit. If you didn't do a 720 pressure flip, the 5 to turn it around to switch truck and fake each other out, you know, like, you weren't... Fuck you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, like... So I guess that was like the end of the New Deal days, like when they, that, that New Deal video. New Deal's so sick. Yeah, dude, that Paul Schmidt's my homie, I love that dude. Oh, hell yeah. He was on the show. He was? Yeah, he came on uh, early on. I think I met him at Surf Expo and we recorded uh, in the Surf Expo and I think it was so loud, but you can, I'd have to go back, that was like many episodes ago. He's the shit, dude, like I really like Paul Schmidt, I'll call him sometimes, we'll just talk for a couple hours because we kind of agree on the way skateboarding you know, we just like skateboarding that much, that, and we're—he's a cr- pretty creative dude. We talk a lot about like the creative aspect of skateboarding and like yeah, wood and manufacturing. It's like, dude, this is a fucking shit. Yeah, he's also, obsessed. He's obsessed for sure, right? Yeah, I also love Danny Way. Danny Way was my hero, like absolute. Like Bucky's—I've always loved Bucky. He's always been my hero and the man. But above like that was Danny Way. Was my you know skateboarding. He's hero. a legend. This shit. And then I met him in Vegas, and he was so fucking cool to me. So cool to me. Double you hammer. Do you know who Renee Renee is? Yes. Hey, right? So <laughs> he just goes to Renee Renee. Hilarious. And they were uh, leaving. That dude was going to go get married. And uh, I was in line at the taxi, and I was just like, later, Danny, see you. Have a good night. And he's like, wait, wait, wait. I got to go say goodbye to Jay. And he came over, and he was just, I was like, what the fuck, dude? You're the shit. That's like, it. He's super cool to me. Great dude. Just man like you meet a bunch of people in skateboarding and some of them are total douchebags he was the shit dude no yeah not getting I've had a few pros not disappoint you know and you like meet him and you're like the the man's as sick as the myth you know like yeah yeah <laughs> yeah he was the shit Danny was, was the absolute nicest dude to me he was awesome I wonder how many surgeries he's had yeah fuck not really yeah, because he's done some insane shit on, like, next level. Like, remember Bob Burnquist jumping out of helicopters? That was pretty crazy. Yeah, or Dan- Danny did that, too, I think. Yeah, that was not really... <laughs> yeah, that was so amazing. So, so insane. So crazy. Yeah. Yeah, remember that King Escape thing? Uh, I think so. so what was, was it? Like, it was like Bob Burnquist was in it. Danny Way. Uh, not Danny Way. Bob Burnquist was in it. Mike Valley. Tony Hawk, and it was like a like a pay per view thing called the King of Skate. Oh, I don't think I've seen it, dude. It sounds oh amazing, God. though. <laughs> so Bob Burkwist did the loop switch, and he took the top of the loop out. Oh yeah, I remember that was wasn't that a cover of like the Skateboard Mag maybe or one of the magazines? I want to say could be crazy. He did that and then Mike V ollied like seven fucking buses. <laughs> <laughs> Seven buses. I think about that. Like it's like not even like I mean during the King of Skate thing, like people didn't give a shit about it. Yeah. I'm like he ollied seven buses on its own. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, like they they had some big giant ramp set up for it. You know. What did they like, just pad him up in like Evil Can Evil style? Like I don't even think he's wearing pads. <laughs> like, Is it on you? Can you Google this? Yeah. See if we can find that. Do you know if there's video? It must be online. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll pull that one up. That's amazing. Yeah, King of Skate, Mike B. He like, all these buses. And, and then, like, played with the rats, like, afterwards. Like, they were, like, playing music, you know, like, right after. 
That's uh, that's hectic. Sounds awesome though. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think about that a lot. Like, I mean, it wasn't the most like extreme thing or whatever. But I don't give a shit. It was seven bosses. He ollied it. I, I got plopped, dude. That's fucking insane, dude. I'm not trying seven bosses. You can pad me up and hug me, but I'm not doing it. <laughs> not nowadays. <laughs> I'm, I'm with well, them. I can, I can take the helicopter and I'll get on the helicopter take it over the buses and then get off on the other side so i'll be like killing all kinds of birds with one step <laughs> that's sick that's sick that you can fly like do you have a license or so i'm working on my pilot's license you need like a lot of hours it's like ten thousand hours what about so with your eyes what do you would you do a surgery oh, or? It, doesn't, it doesn't matter i'm not flying fighter jets i'm just flying pipers oh sick I like Pipers. Pipers are the ones that have the wings on the bottom, not the top. Okay, yeah. A Cessna generally has the wings on the top, and Pipers. I fly this 1969 yellow um, Piper, and it's fucking sick, dude. It's sexy shit. Damn, that must feel sick to be up there flying it. Because I've, I've, like, I've gone skydiving, so that was pretty crazy, but, like, not flying the plane seems like a whole nother feeling or, like, of coolness, you know? Well, it's a couple things about it. One is it's a lot of work. Like, when you're up there, you got to look at all the dials so it takes away like at first when you go up you're kind of a little afraid or whatever uh, it's, it just takes away all the fear because you have so much to do like I'm like oh fuck I gotta do this 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 and that and, and one thing that is different about planes is they're they're buoyant so they want to be in the air and they, they they fly at like three or four degrees like with the nose down like this so yeah. they're always like um, I mean if you let if you pull back on the oak and you go all you know you make like a ripple the plane will ripple on its own until it gets back to the way it was because they're super buoyant like it's more like a boat than it is like a car yeah so it wants to be in the air and it wants to be exactly how it's positioned it'll get back to that way on its own if you let it it's it's pretty cool that sounds fun like you just got to kind of guide it and like let it go where it needs to go basically yeah yeah Yeah. i mean where you want where you want it to be yeah. And you were in a, in a plane that small. You are the center of gravity, so it's like, I don't know, man. Like, all, it, it doesn't feel as crazy as you think. It, it feels like kind of natural after you get used to it. Yeah. Like, the first time up, I was like, I had, I, had this Merce- I had this Mercedes at the time that was all like, uh, you know, it was, it was super high torque, and it was like, <laughs> so I drove, I drove that there, and I, I, I am fucking, like, hugging turns and shit. So I get up at the sky and he's like, "All right, take the take the yoke. We're gonna uh, we're gonna uh, you know you're gonna you're gonna fly. I want you to bank right." So I do this hard ass bank, and I'm like leaning into it real hard. So I'm like in the dude's lap, <laughs> and the dude's like, "Fuck are you doing? Your side of the plane." I'm like, I, I, "You're cute and all, but I don't, I'm not going for you, bro. I'm just leaning into the turn." He's, he's like, like, "You don't know how to turn." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Nah." You are the center of gravity. You can have a cup of water in your hand and do this shit. It, the water wouldn't spill. Like you're, you're cool. You, the plane works around you. It just tilts off your axis. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Off the cockpit. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Flying planes is awesome. Bob Berkowitz can fly the shit out of a plane. That dude's all about it. Yeah. When I teach skateboard lessons, I kind of get the kids pushing down the hallway and learning how to carve both ways, and then I'm like, you're the pilot, dude, go for it. Like, swerve yeah. around. Like, it's just kind of like, you're the center of gravity. You, you're controlling that thing. <laughs> Yeah, totally. They get stoked when they can finally, like, push around on that, make every corner. The cool thing about the edge is it's, like, 30,000 square foot skate parks are, like, and you can do a full lap around the whole park, basically, and yeah. just over pyramids and just learn to push, and, like, 
it's so fun to do like a victory lap. I call them victory laps too. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, teaching lessons awesome, man. I love the future, you know. Yeah, hell yeah. How big's the park? How big is your park in uh, Baltimore? Yeah, same. Yeah, that place was insane when I first went there. I was like, this is crazy. There was, like, different sections, and, like, i never seen anything quite like it, you know? like It's super hard to keep up on because there's so many. Like, when we get busy, we're busy, busy. And I had a lot of, um, at first we were Masonite because, you know, that's all the people used back in the day. So then we did, like, half skate light, and now we've been redoing a lot of it in Birch. Nice. And just just ripping up whole sections and like modernizing it and stuff. So it's cool. This that that place is a savior for sure in the winter. Just like the edge, you know, like for people on the east coast, you need like that that spot that stays open consistently and can do it, you know. Dude, it's been we have seen a lot of winters, and actually, there's been a lot. I mean, I've definitely noticed the climate change too. Like it's got it's gotten harsh, dude. Like it's either super fucking crazy hot out or crazy freaky cold out like we're going through a lot of weird shit with the weather it's pretty nutty yeah definitely <laughs> well it's good you do events too that's like a good thing to draw people in and like escape do the contest and just keep tradition and stuff it's sick that's like the stuff that I love yeah dude that's what's a, like a good demo is so memorable for the kid he's gonna remember it we had a we had a firm demo before. What? That's so sick. Ray Barbie was there? No, actually it was, uh... Matt, uh... Vance Mountain. Nice. Javier Sarimento. You nailed it. You nailed it. Yeah, I like yeah. how you said I think. I don't know. It yeah, sounded about right. Mark at the end for sure. <laughs> That's how I said it, though. <laughs> and, uh, Uyghur. Nice. Uyghur, sick. Oh, my God. Who are the... Who are the... Fuck, dude. The two brothers. One was always on the due tour. Uh, Ramos... Dude. Oh, Ramos? Yeah, so good. That dude's amazing. Well, well uh, Ramos was there with his brother, right? Yeah. The, the one who always had dreads? Yeah, I know who he is. God, that guy's... Wagner, right? That, that guy was so fucking good. They both were. Yeah, dude. Two, two, I think they had two totally different styles. Uh, one was super tech, and I think that Ramos was super powerful. Like, that guy's fucking rad. I skated with one of them in the Dew Tour. I, I'm not, I don't remember which one, but I didn't yeah, need no, it. No, it was a powerful one. Yeah. Fucking, they're both so good. But I thought that they would be super pros, man. Like, <laughs> and they just kind of, like, they never, I never really heard too much. But those two are so good. Yeah. Yeah, that Firm demo was so good. It, like, still stays in my head all the time I think about it. Firm was so sick. When I was coming up, like, Firm was the brand. And I was super into CCS and stuff when I was little, that magazine with all the... Yeah. I, I used to make, like, clay skateboards and, like, take the CCS and cut out the graphic and put it on, like, oh, after you shit. cook it. Yeah, and we'd take toothpicks with beads and make trucks and wheels and just, like, trophies, little trophy skateboards and shit. That's awesome. <laughs> I still remember this day because it was just so fun, you know? When I was doing uh, Bam's Barn, they had all the, um, he had every CCS that he'd ever gotten. What? In, in big, big, giant box down there and I... I had to take it up to the house to make sure it didn't get messed up. You know, it was such a fucking... Like, that shit should be in a museum. Yeah, it's insane. It's sick that people have all that still. Do you know yeah. Ke Do you know Kevin Marks? Kevin Marks? He's, he's like, uh... He used to do blue-collar distribution and sell DVDs and movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, uh... He had, like, Livewire. Yeah. Well, he does Look Back Library now. Or he, he's been... Oh, that's him? Yeah. Yeah, he's been going around and, like, collecting... Basically, has a huge collection of skate magazines and, like, 
just going around. It's pretty sick, like heavy collection. Because I'm like all those magazines. I have a bunch of magazines in my closet that I just saved in bins. Like I want to yeah, go through it. Weren't you? How pumped for you to be part of World? Oh, so sick, dude. And it's weird because like the world I was super hyped on was like. It was the characters, you know, like Flamboy, Wet Willie, and I liked Kareem. Like, Kareem is, like, one of my favorite skaters, you know? Yeah, and just pretty much right there. And then World is just, like, they were in the magazines, the CCS, and they had, like, the sick shit. And then they'd know all the history behind that, like, before me, and start to, like, I met people on the podcast and heard the history about World. It's, like, because I knew it, but some of it was before me, you know? But it's crazy to think about how many people are tied into that brand and have, like, they created it in some sense. The writers, the artists, the, like, they did it, you know what I mean? Like, that's what made World so fucking epic is that all these skateboarders did this, did all that. It's insane to me, like... My favorite, my favorite incarnation, my favorite team was you and, uh... Nice. <laughs> and no, the one, it was, it was... Cody Davis because we went to third layer a lot yeah so I knew like Dustin and Cody and Cody's you. amazing at skateboarding Dustin too and uh who else was it oh with Andrew Cannon it was Mike yes. Franklin we had a solid Derek Fukuhara Timmy Knuth um yes oh. it was you Timmy uh Andrew Cannon because Andrew Cannon's from up this area of Westchester area He's fucking, that dude is so, he's still super good, man. Yeah, he's, like, getting better. He's, like, getting in shape and everything, because he was kind of out of shape and, like, donut weight, you know? And then, uh, <laughs> he started having kids and just going for it, getting in shape, bro. And, like, I just saw someone on his, like, I think his Instagram or something, it was just, like, he shaved his face and he he didn't have a double chin anymore. It was, like, sick. <laughs> Andrew's the man. I don't know if that good to talk about his double chin. <laughs> No, he's open. He shares it. He knows. He's. It's amazing to see him like feel like he's like more in shape and just be like. He seems like he's getting even better at skating. Like you know, when some people skating just like they don't have to get gnarlier. They just get finer, like a wine. You know, like they sink into their style more and they have better trick selection and like. I don't know. Andrew's been shredding for so long. It's sick. Yeah, man. No, he's he's fucking good, dude. Uh, what did he do? He did something like super rad the other day. He's a, uh, he, he was, you know what's funny about Andrew is he was super hyped on Wet Willie and Flameboy. Like, he was really, like, a driving force when, when I rode for World. Him, RP, uh, and Charlie Thomas. And those guys were just, like, the team. And then they brought me in, and it was, like, kind of sick to, like, just be in there and do cool shit with them. With World, you know? It's, like, heavy. And then we just grew the team from there. It was sick. And there was, like, so many gnarly dudes. Mike Franklin. You know Mike Franklin at all? He's the only one that I don't know. Oh, he's so gnarly. He's one of those people that is so epic, but he just keeps trying to hurt. Like, he almost, like, kills himself all the time, you know? Yeah, didn't he get hurt in the motorcycle? Yeah, yeah. He's amazing, though. He's, like, one of a kind, like, Mike Franklin. Like, he's a survivor. I haven't talked to him in a while, but he seemed like he was doing better, you know? That's cool. But he's had a couple rough bumps, for sure. But he's, like, still skating. Like, he almost lost his leg, and he's still charging it. Like, insane. But yeah, we had a crazy squad. And just thinking about the world, it's like so cool to be able to still work with with world because it's like such a rich history and legacy of skateboarding. It's like you know, like I don't know. Just just the art, just the art all the way down the line. Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. It's what got me into skating was the art. You know, all the art and the artists that did it. Like I know it's part of the skaters too because they all come together to make the art together and like the whole thing. You know, but it's unbelievable, sick. So think about dudes like Andy Howe, like that guy for me, like he, like progression, like to me, Andy Howe, like 
you know, like back in the day, he fucking was always progressing, always progressing with everything. Yeah. Like his art, his skating, like everything. You know, Nudio fucking was all Andy Howe. Like, so fucking element. Fucking element. I forgot that him, you know, it was pretty much him. He was the start, right? Like him and Johnny Shreff. Yeah. It's so gnarly. That's sick. I like when people will, like, take... I l- yeah, Underworld Outlet. Yeah, Underworld. They had the video, too, right? Uh, yeah, Underworld. Scott Pages with Pepe. And fucking, like, Pepe was... I used to Martinez? See Pepe. Yeah. I used so to good. Go to see a lot. I would see Pepe a lot. Such a good style. Such good trick selection. So sick. Switch back heel. Switch back tail. Like... Yeah, hell yeah. Big back then. Like, dude, fucking Pepe ruled. So many... So much skateboarding that's all around the... Uh, all around the we were getting texts. Oh. <laughs> we got texts coming. You want to see my warehouse? Yeah. Some boards. It's in my garage, but those are like some world boards and all I need decks in the back. Yeah, dude. It's so pumped the world. Hell yeah, man. That's it, Kevin. And, and, and the fucking all I need team is amazing, too. Like, I, no joke. Like, Timmy's one of my... That guy is so fucking good, man. I met him at a uh, Salt Lake Dew Tour. Oh, sick. I remember those Dew Tours. Yeah, I miss them too, dude, because they would like pay you just like as a skater, they would pay you like $1,500 or something just to go. Even if you got like last place, you'd still get a paycheck. It was like, and you go put on a show, skate, and like dudes that killed it and under pressure would make some money and like it was sick. Yeah, like Gumby, we, we were there. Gumby. <laughs> dude, Gumby's a fucking maniac. He, he won that first one, uh, like the first one that I. I got him in the one in Baltimore. He got third place. I think he got like twenty thousand dollars or something. Wow, that's insane. And we went right to the strip club. <laughs> fucking spent it all. That's why you miss it. That's why I, you miss I, I think I think he thought it was like the beginning. <laughs> you know, like oh, I'll just get that twenty grand at the next one. Yeah. But he kind of like he's a little bipolar, so he kind of had trouble dealing with that, and he kind of lost it a little bit. But, I mean, he went to a bunch, and he, he did all right for himself, but fuck, man. Yeah. The first one was just making it rain, like, Baltimore strippers. Yeah, that's heavy. That's an experience, for sure. <laughs> yeah, he was like, hey, bales, I don't give a fuck. We're out the second story tonight. <laughs> <laughs> fuck your hay bales. <laughs> he's, a, he's a good dude, though. Gumby's fucking rad. Hey, what? Here's a random question. What's your poison? What's your drug intakes these days? Yourself? Uh, you know about me? Uh, that's hilarious. I don't. I don't know. I'm asking. So, so I have never, ever, ever. You're lying. Just kidding. <laughs> or did drugs? Really? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing really. Just consult. Wow, amazing. Well, my dad. Um, he was a super vicious alcoholic. Like, yeah. Beat the shit out of. Me. Actually, he killed. Killed. Three people. Gnarly. So, uh, gnarly, gnarly. Well, two of them were legit. He was in the military, and he he um he was, he was in the Korean War, and he's he's actually he's a Galdum, so <laughs> he was the cook. Did he have he a ponytail? No. Did, no. Okay. You know what? But he was uh, cooking a big ass cherry pie, and these two dudes came over the fence, sneaking into the camp or whatever, and he killed them. Holy shit. Imagine that situation. That's full Seagal, dude. Fully, fully. Yeah, that is, right? It's fucking... Under, I'm like watching Under Siege, and I'm like, holy shit, that's my dad. That's a lot so, to live up to, Jason. Uh, well, sort of. This is this other one's real bad, though. This is crazy. So he had some... In the in the 40s, he had some... 
some car had some hood ornament that was a bullet and uh, some kid was crossing the street and my dad was wasted driving a car and the bullet went into the kid's head like he actually just hit the kid and killed him and the police came and we're like well what the fuck's that kid doing walking across the street at night and my dad was like I don't fucking know I'm drunk I'm at they're like oh "Oh, you're drunk go home and sleep that shit off dude what the fuck are you fuck man this sucks this kid should have been in the fucking way really totally fucking DUI killed somebody and got in zero trouble really what that's how how shit rolled back then what and he didn't stop drinking or nothing after that he just got crazier as fuck I guess if you can do that shit like kill somebody and not get in any trouble you must be like I'm the fucking shit you know like I'll do whatever yeah my dad was a fucking animal and I, I just use that as an example of I'm like, I, I don't want to kill people or be an animal. <laughs> I get that, dude. My mom it's was fucking, a savage. Yeah, it's hard enough that when these hay bales out these fucking sex stories. <laughs> the law. It's funny, I was born from savages, too. My father was in a motorcycle gang, and my mom just, like, was a wild what? child. Yeah, like, not. The minute I saw you, I was like, it's gang offspring. I can fucking tell. No, like, no way. <laughs> I, can, I can fucking smell it on him. No, I'm not, though. <laughs> I'm a skateboarder, that's it. It's the only one I'm in. <laughs> Even that one, I'm like, maybe. I think the first time I ever really talked to you was in that airport. Really? Yeah, you were going to do tour, and I'm like, oh shit, that's Shadow. He's going to... Well, actually, you know, I probably talked to you when you were at the demo at the park. But yeah. Post but, that, then I was like, oh shit, that's Shadow. But those demos were just like, get to the park and skate your ass off. It wasn't like we... We'd hang out, but like... We'd fucking skate till we couldn't walk. It's just All right, like, hold, on, hold on. I was thinking about that. Yeah, actually, you killed it. Uh, was it kickflip back? back hell yeah, thank you. Yeah, I think about that all the time. Oh, yeah, I, I, yeah, hell yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I got that footage too. So we got um, that, and then another memory for me was Westgate with that amazing kickflip that day. Yeah, so oh, good. because he was so fucking little. Like, yeah. He was like... He was like three foot tall. He was so little. He still blows me away. Like he's and he's still like because we've been growing and he has we were the same height as we were when he was like little. You know, he's the same distance away from me. Whenever I look at him, I still look at him like little Westgate. <laughs> yeah, right. Rodney's the same way for me. Like I've known Rodney since he was ten. So oh, sick. It was all. He's always little Rodney to me. <laughs> That's sick. We, were, we used to go downtown and some some dude was like, "Oh, you hanging out with the big boys today?" <laughs> He still says that shit. He's like, oh shit, I'm hanging out with the big boys. <laughs> That's sick. But, um, uh, that girl, who's that girl that wrote for Five Borough? She was like rubbing on Steve's head that day. Perry, maybe? I was like filming it. <laughs> around and I was like, for, for like 15 minutes, she's rubbing on his head. And the whole time I'm filming it. <laughs> and then he turns around and looks at me and gives me the fucking most New York look I've ever had in my entire life. Oh. Uh. <laughs> just like, Throws up the peace sign at me like it was, it was funny. He was hilarious. That's funny. I just I seen him. him. I haven't seen him in a really long time. Yeah, I just seen him uh, not that long ago at the House of Vans. I skated with him, and then he actually was just in my hood, but I couldn't get free. But he skated the new Lynch Park in Boston. Did you guys hit that when you were out here? No, not at all. Oh, because it was we like the like, weather. Yeah, we were like there and did our shit, and then I had to get uh, um, Asher flies in for that, so we we just had to get him to the airport. Get home. Yeah, that was sick. That stuck me out. You guys came and like just crushed it. It was just like yeah, because we've been going to yours and it just like made sense, you know. It's like yeah, no, it's fun. I like the reciprocation. It's cool. Yeah, it's super sick, man. Um, did we cover everything? Do you have uh, 
Did you have a? Let me see that. Let me see those notes you had before. So this I'm is just curious. Points, and then if you go to the next page. Yo, bam. This is where you started coming up with stuff too. Oh shit! He's look. I caught him napping, Chandler. Oh nice. Give me a look. Oh, he's awake. Yeah, bam. Fuck yeah. What's up, bud? This is what happens when you have this. Oh, dude, that's amazing, though. Is that your first? You just had your first child. Yeah. That's amazing, dude. Congrats. That's so Thanks. sick. Now my schedule is all different. There he is. Yeah, sick. What? I seen you at the edge at the skate park with him, just hanging out. That was awesome. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's sick, man. I'm hyped that you're uh, everything's going well and you're skating and got a new one and it's sick, yeah. man. It's good. I know. It's, this is the uh, third time I've redone my barn that I. <laughs> so slow it takes me so long if you change it one more time Jesus Christ and he painted it up for me he's, you ever seen his art he's really good at it yeah I've seen some dude that's yeah, sick for good and I made him paint up a canvas and I was like stick to fucking that canvas nice and then he, he changed it again I got two people I got two people I want to ask you about Bam yeah how'd you meet Dickie J cause he's from my area he was at FDR and um he was trying to uh, Frontside grind to fakie over the volcano, and he was like doing it basically. I'm like, you're just doing that, just do it. There's not like a cameraman shooting a picture, or you're not filming it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just doing. It. I'm like, I'm gonna call my buddy with a red camera and film that. I'm like, where, where are you staying? He's like, right there under the vert ramp. I'm like, what? <laughs> How long have you been doing that for? He's like, a couple months. I'm like, Jesus Christ, get in the car. You're staying over my house. And getting like a proper shower and whatever. <laughs> well, thank you. So then uh, I went to California, so I guess he had to go back home, and I, and I haven't heard from him in a while, and I was like, damn, I wonder how he's doing, so I give him a text, I'm like, how's it going? He's like, I just got out of jail for two weeks. I'm like, why? He's like, because I got in an argument with my dad, and I broke a lamp and in my own bedroom, my own lamp, and I got charged for vandalism. Jesus. Yeah, I went to jail for two weeks. Reason number 700 of why I don't want to live at home with my parents. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Solid. <laughs> That's yeah. sick. He ended up at FDR in, uh, at that park, man. Yeah, he's actually here right now. He just left the, the run spares. It's awesome. How, he's pretty gnarly, huh? I've been watching him grow up skating the edge and stuff, and just uh, his transition yeah. skills. He crushes, man. Yeah. That's awesome. So... Yeah, it's me. <laughs> tricks <laughs> <laughs> that's sick that um i'm really hyped that you're how's it feel to be a father like it's insane to have like a little one of you you know it seems like yeah, a trip it's cool. um uh, you know I'm, i want the walking and talking stages the stage where i can wrap them up in bubble wrap and chuck them off of a vert ramp bounce that's sick though that's like uh, I don't know it just seems like the next chapter dude like just some yeah. responsibility in that sense is a different way you know mm -hmm. 
seems heavy. I don't know. I'm scared of creating life. <laughs> I'm drawing. You've inspired me, Jason. You definitely got me hyped. <laughs> That's a gnarly name. <laughs> How did you guys meet? How did you and Jason? I get that. <laughs> yeah, fuck, it's rough, dude. Cause... Yeah, I know, Oh, no, you're one of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Bam, what, what age were you when you got uh, got sponsored? Like, was it Element was your first sponsor? Well, Fairman's was my first sponsor. Oh, that's right. Gay Street, yeah. right? Yeah, then I got sponsored by, like, Gay Street, and the very next day they changed the name to, like, Evolve. Oh, I remember so, Evolve. Yeah, and, uh, and then from there, um, when I was 16, I got sponsored by Toy Machine. And then from there, there it was Nike, then Volcom, then uh, Element. Wow. How did Toy Machine come to be? Um, we flew out to stay at Ed Templeton's house, and Malnado was already on Toy Machine. And me and Carrie Getz came out to, like, skate with Malnado. And then uh, once we both skated with, with them, Ed put all three of us on. Damn. Yeah, and, and, and Remy Stratton was actually the first person to put me on Nike. And I was, like, 16 getting $5,000 checks a month, which was, like, I was super happy about at the time. You know, I was, like, that was more than all the other sponsors put together. Yeah, that's a heavy amount, dude. <laughs> but the shoes, you know, the shoes now are, like, great. You know, the Janowskis, everybody loves, but... At this point, we had, like, this spaceship-looking Moon Patrol shoe <laughs> that we were forced to wear, and, uh, you know, everybody thought it was whack, and it was kind of whack, but the, the only benefit that I got from that was, like, the girlfriend that I was seeing, like, the parents would be like, so you're a skateboarder, and you're going to date my daughter? Well, who are you sponsored? I'd be like, Nike, and they'd be like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> got pretty good, so that's the only reason why I, I like to say that. Nice. <laughs> Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> that's cool, man. And then Ed, that's sick with Ed Templeton. Maldonado is amazing. Carrie's amazing. Carrie came on my show, uh, de- uh, like about a hundred ep- episodes ago. He was awesome, dude. He walked around his his property and he was just like, I don't know, he was just like walking around with his phone, but just so animated and like it was like a yeah. fucking dream for me for sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. how do you link up with those guys? Are you guys all from Philly, right? Yeah, we all we all skated um, together park called Shimerville, which is uh, like the halfway point from Carrie Getz's house in the Poconos. And um, and Carrie was like the type of dude that back then he could kickflip 10 stairs first try, which was like, you know, the consistency of Carrie and his kickflips was like, this dude has to be sponsored, like, without a doubt. <laughs> nice. That was real, real impressive. <laughs> he did. He had really good flick and he had double flips. I remember it all. It's almost like he was so consistent with kickflips that if he didn't land one, it was like very rare and his hockey temper would come out in full race. 
<laughs> nice. At least you know it's real. It's like, yeah, <laughs> some emotion at least. <laughs> nice. Th- that's sick, man. Those guys are legendary, and to link up with Ed is sick. And where do you, where do you go from Toy Machine? From Toy Machine, I went to Element. Um, just because I had problems with, uh, what, should I mention that? Yeah, go ahead. That's awesome. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I hear it. That's I had some problems with um, the CKY video. It was distributed through Top Ghetto, and uh, once I got a lawyer to see what was going on I was owed $90,000 so wow I, so I, like I didn't want to be involved with Tom Yeto whatsoever so that's why I went to Element yeah well then on to Element then who's on who's on Element at this time at that point it was like Reese Forbes Donnie Barley uh, Jake Rupp Bill Pepper um yeah, dude, yeah. it's so good 360 he is small and condensed and could just like whip I was so jealous of dudes like that I know it was almost like you wanted to be smaller back then because you're closer to the board and you have more balance or something. Yeah, they got like some freakish thing about being condensed. Like I skate with Westgate and he's just like this condensed little human that is explosive. It's insane. I almost think like the only reason why people are doing 1080s on vert ramps is because they're little actor Bradshaws that are like 13 years old <laughs> and have the ability to spin that much being that little. I feel like when he's 16 he's gonna be shit I used to know how to do this yeah yeah I can only imagine and if not at 16 definitely 50 <laughs> yeah yeah for that I don't know how Tony Hawk's still doing McTwist at 50 because I'm 38 and I can't do half the tricks that I used to do uh, I'm 30 I'm 35 and like uh, I tore my ACL skating and never got it fixed so like yeah. my knee's pretty jacked but I can still skate and like I can progress in like different areas but it's not the same like it's, yeah. it's finite like but I went hard like when I was sponsored and skating and like I filmed like a lot of street stuff and like tried to stack as much and take advantage of being 25 and like charging it you know I don't know. It was really fun. Not to mention, I pay for it though. Yeah, I paid for it with skate slams, but also the jackass shit didn't help at all. Yeah, so dude. Just, just random things like dropping in off of an eight foot quarter pipe right into like a plexiglass wall. <laughs> like I hit my knee on it so bad that it had never been the same after that. No. Like, if I would have just had a knee pad on, but I was like too punk rock to refuse to do that. If I would have <laughs> just done that, it would have been fine but no yeah well it's hard to argue with the results though yeah. right <laughs> you know, there's countless amounts of jackass stuff that i wish i would have not done or padded up on it <laughs> yeah. yeah that's a crazy part about having a kid is like it's now it's like you're looking at it from a whole different thing like when it's just yourself it's like no big deal you know like yeah. <laughs> so that's crazy that's awesome though it's like a a normal that's a normal thing and it's it's insane that it's awesome it's like a, a plateau. It's like a, a peak, a peak in life, like, to hit that, to be yeah. a creator of life. That's sick. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. It's full circle. Thanks. How's your, how's your, uh, your family? Everyone's good? Everyone's, yeah, everybody's good, yeah. Th- that's awesome. It's a... There's like a mile away, and, uh... That's good. Yeah, he's got four kids, too, so... Oh, sick. Yeah. <laughs> you guys will have, like, a parties together, little kid parties. Yeah. There's only think one thing that... Uh, I noticed is like the TV constantly has this shit going on. Elmo, nice. I find myself like singing like children's songs because they're programmed in my head now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure 
<laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I, I was a uh, did. How old's your child? Six months. Oh, still so early. Yeah, my niece is like she's. I believe she's four. I want to say, but she was like watching these YouTube channels where they're just messing with clay and like building yeah. stuff out of clay and then destroying it for like hours. She was like loving that. I just sat down with her and was like, "This is what people are watching. Like kids are yeah. watching. It's amazing, though." <laughs> How do you feel? How do you feel about uh, skateboarding and like uh, social media and and life in general right now? I mean, you've been through the ringer. Like, you've had a crazy outlook, a crazy experience. Most people don't just being in the limelight. And you know what I always liked about you too. Sorry, I'm just gonna go on a rant. I love that you skate transition because I grew up on the East Coast and like in the winters and stuff. We just have quarter pipes with PVC and we'd be learning pivot fakies and stuff. And like yeah. your skating was like it was like even when skating was getting like going a certain way, you just did your own thing. I, I felt like it. Yeah. Um, well, I, I mean, I watch Instagram now. I follow a lot of people. And, like, it's almost they put out their their like hammer time ender tricks like out on their <laughs> on, on Instagram. Like, you should have saved that, bro. <laughs> yeah, like I guess you could save it all up and make it a music montage video part at the end of the year. But like, because people will forget, or or maybe a couple days will go by if they go on vacation. That they won't turn their phone on, but and miss some. But um, yeah, it's almost like you get an awesome trick, and then you put it right out for everybody to see on Instagram, and it's like blowing your load too quick. <laughs> Perfect way of saying it. <laughs> I love, I love, like, uh, we're we're working on a full length video right now, and uh, we're, we're still saving clips for that. And then we also do like a YouTube channel where we. We just film, like, the sessions and, like, the warm-ups. And sometimes, you know, people get, like, a gnarly trick that they can do pretty well. And, like, I don't know. It's sick, like, uh, with the media and everything. There's so many ways to create skateboarding stuff nowadays. It's, mm. it's insane. It's fun, though. It's all with your pocket, yeah. too. Your phone. It's insane, right? Yeah. Like, we're able to... Film on your phone, edit on your phone, put a music song to your phone. Like, everything can be done on the iPhone. Yeah. It's Not insane. I can't imagine, man. Yeah. Man was lucky enough to use an Avid back in the day. I used a Media 100 back in the day, and then Avid, yeah. Wait, what is that Avid? Well, Avid was like... Avid Adrenaline. Yeah, yeah, I was using, like, shit fucking... When Dan Wolf was using SVHS VCRs and shit, Bam had the pimp stuff. He had an Avid computer. Oh, like, sick. That's awesome. awesome. It was like a $60,000 program, and, and I also had um, Beta SP VCR, which is was like... I saved up 50 grand for that thing. What? And, and now, I probably couldn't even get rid of it for $5. Oh. It is now. Fuck. You know, that was before digital and all that stuff. So, like, yeah, I had the top-notch $50,000 VCR, which is now worth still trouble. Yeah. But it covered some ground. It covered some ground, though. Yeah. Did its job. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy nowadays. I trip on it all the time. I definitely de don't ever want like video parts to die. Yeah, I love video parts. You ever? You yeah, think you? I guess clearing music costs a lot of money, but you know, some. What was that new? Was it new Etnies video or new American video? I think there was, was an Etnies one recently. Do you know? Dude, the music was so fucking bad on it that I guess watching more. I have to put it on mute. Play a different like. It, it was whatever it was was so bad, and they they wanted to save money by not putting proper music on it, and it was unwatchable to me. Yeah, that sucks. You can't. The skating's what's awesome, you know. 
It was just three idiots like jamming in a room for like 12 minutes. I'm like, is this song ever going to end? Shitty, shitty song. Yeah, man made a YouTube video once with his music. Nice. As the track for the skating. And they tried to copyright violate Bam on Bam's music. Oh, man, gnarly. I guess if, if like, uh, that's funny. can hear the song, they'll, they'll, like, track it down. There's ways around it that you can speed it up 1% or slow it down 1%, and they won't be able to track it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've heard that. I've actually heard that. My favorite thing is when we, when we first redid the barn, Bam used a fade song for the video, and they ripped it. This is this epitomizes Bam to me. Okay. Fucking rad. <laughs> he did a lot of cool shit. But I think this is the coolest because I'm a fucking video dude. Nice. He he made the uh, made the barn edit to a fade song, and then it got ripped. So he's like, "Fuck it, I'll just remake the fade song." Yeah. So he took his band and they remade the fade song, which sounds fucking great. And then they, you know, it's just put the whole part back again with their their version of the paint song. Yeah, that's that's fucking. That's how, that's how hay bale throwing this motherfucker is. <laughs> He'll just fucking make a new song if he has to. He'll just fucking do it like that. Hey, yeah, dude. Good, I like that. Yeah, the more skills you have, the better. You could use them. That's awesome. <laughs> Music seems awesome to me, man. That's like, do you sing, man? Yeah, but I mean, I have all the, um, I have all the music equipment at my other house because CKY has been rehearsing over there, and uh, it's real easy to get like a song done if if you have something in mind. Yeah, that's yeah. sick, man. It seems to sing in front of a crowd is like a terrifying thing to me. <laughs> yeah, um, it is, especially if you have to win the crowd over. Luckily, we've had a lot of shows, mostly in Europe, that uh, you know they're just ready to rock for anything and they're just happy that I'm there but I mean there has been a handful of shows where like um especially the bigger the venue in Detroit there was a 2,000 seater venue and we had 200 people there which basically looked like there was like 7 people <laughs> I was like I can't do this Jess I quit I'm, this is the day that I'm done with music I can't do it then my buddy Rubbersheep who's like drummer slash hype man for Guttermouth He's like, I know what to do. He's like, everybody, all you motherfuckers in the crowd, get up on stage right now. So we had 200 people up on our stage, and that was, like, the perfect amount to make it, like, a proper show. I actually had more fun on that show than most shows that we've ever done just because it was so intimate with the 200 people that were there. Yeah, that's You know, a- but, like, seeing a, a massive, you know, like, audience thing with nobody there, it was really hard to especially the the fast punk rock songs that we do sometimes you know like you can't rock out when nobody else is rocking out <laughs> oh my yeah come on guys <laughs> it's sick though it, those 200 people got an intimate ass show they were fucking part of the show that's pretty sick <laughs> exactly like then it became fun I, I never would have thought to do that yeah but what a good idea on Rubbish Sheep because I was going to quit that oh, day Rubbish Sheep fucking awesome the whole time that I was building one of the one of the versions of the barn, Rubbish Sheep was there every day, and this dude was fucking awesome. He was super fun. He came. I talked to him the other day about this. He came down the barn, and uh, from the castle to the barn, there's there's a little bit of a hill or whatever. He's coming down on a fucking ten speed, and just fucking ah fucking slammed right over the handlebars. 
put his fuck into his, all that gravel there and shit. Yeah. Just slammed on his fucking face on the gravel. And he's a pretty tall, skinny dude. This was like a big dude. Like, it was a big fucking, a big dude flying man. <laughs> so he gets up, and I'm like, oh, they must be filming or something. That's cool. And I go out to see, you know, there's no BAM. There's no camera. There ain't shit. There's just a fucked up rubbish. Dude. I'm like, dude. For the love. Look. For the love. <laughs> Was he embarrassed? Yeah, I think a little bit. But then I asked him on Instagram the other day. I was like, hey, I was like, I haven't seen you in a while. Whatever. What's up with that shit? And, you know, you slam it. He's like in Australia, they put the, the brakes different. So he thought he was putting the butt, the back brakes oh, on. Oh, fuck, like dude. Front brakes on. He's just going, oh, my. Like, gnarly. <laughs> gnarly. It's like reverse, jammed it in reverse real quick. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was nutty but hilarious. But I'll never, out of all the barn memories, dude, that's like, I'll never forget that shit. Yeah. Grinding that face. That's pretty classic. I one time... Uh, yeah, he's, a, he's an epic dude. <laughs> the phone's breaking up. You guys there? Uh-oh. We're still there? We're good. Nice. Yeah, there Yeah, yeah this this one time I was in... I li- used to live in Arizona when I was younger, and uh, I would get heat stroke a lot just because, like, I was a try-hard. So, <laughs> I tried hard and got heat stroke and never won. And, uh... But this one time I was like racing this bike and I was trying hard in the, the heat and I got a heat stroke and I crashed the bike in, into a tree and I hit my nuts on the fucking the neck piece so bad that it made me throw up. And it was like out of nowhere. It just My friends were watching me and I just like veered off the side and like had a heat stroke and fucking wrecked oh, my nuts. Shit. Brutal. That's a bike story for you. <laughs> the phone breakup. There's a problem with the internet, you know? Right. Dude, we just did a podcast with Bam. I'm kind of like... I, I texted Sammy and Tiggy while we were doing that. I, like, I was like, dude, Bam's on the Shetler show right Kind of just got sabotaged a little into that. That was awesome, though. Good old I need.